0: Hey, it's Rob and Kennedy.
1: Hello. Today on the Email Marketing Show, we're talking to Megan Williamson about a passive method to grow your email list using Pinterest. Yes, I said Pinterest
0: can't wait to dig into this before we do though we would love to have you come and continue the conversation we are about to start in our free facebook group it's called the email marketing show community and it's full of thousands of business owners just like you all building their business every single day with amazing email marketing some of the discussions that take place in that group are amazing some of them the ones we start are ridiculous and insane but there's some really good conversations in there as well all you've got to do is head over to facebook and search for the email marketing show community and it'll pop right up go ahead join it we'd love to see you there the email marketing show community
1: he loves a loaf of cheese and jalapeno bread it's comedy hypnotist robert temple
0: and he loves all things space but he wouldn't want to go there it's psychological mind reader kennedy okay this is
1: something i did not know about you yeah Cheese and jalapeno bread
0: Yeah it's really good So like it looks and feels just like a loaf of bread It's a bit orange looking It looks like it's been down like the David Dickinson time and salon But like it's, uh, no. it's it's a bit orangey looking And you cut into uh-huh. it and it's got a bit of spice and a bit of cheese But not so cheesy you wouldn't like it It's not like covered in cheese It's not like dripping in cheese Just vaguely cheese flavoured So you like your bread to salad. be
1: a jalapeno pizza Is what you're basically saying
0: It's really good
1: it's not like bitter, and like sour as well, because jalapenos no, are. No,
0: and you can just eat it on its own without anything, and it's really good.
1: I mean, I'm not making a sausage sarni out of that. That sounds like a terrible idea.
0: I go back and forth on whether I'd like to go to space.
1: Do you? Do you yeah. sort of get to the moon and go? Ah, oh, this
0: is not for me. No, I've changed my mind. Retreat. I think the idea sounds good. You're just too scared, eh?
1: Yeah, it's a bit like claustrophobia. But I remember years ago, I was—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm really claustrophobic, right? So, I—I I was gonna go to—I had some gig, I think, somewhere in the Caribbean, somewhere, right? And part of the gig was you get to go these little little trips. And one of the things you could do—you could either go swim with dolphins. It was in Cozumel. You could swim with dolphins, or you could go on a one-person miniature submarine, which sounds really cool. It's actually just a bike but with a bubble on top. Like, it's actually shit. Like, you're in
0: the Jetsons. But,
1: uh, yeah, honestly. Like, I felt like George Jetson. And so, but I was, like, really scared of, of going under, underwater. I can't remember which mate. It might have been you. But so one of my mates, I said, look, but I'm, I'll be underwater and I'll be really claustrophobic. And then my friend said, mate, the ocean's fucking massive. So I, I understand that, <laughs> that, that it's this idea of being of a big place. But space is the same. I think, well, I can't get out. You know, like, you're just there. So I think it's a bit scary. So, oh, well. I've been to I've been to the you know the space gaff over at uh, Houston. That was like one of the best days of my life, getting shown around by an astronaut. Great times. Wouldn't want to do it though. Wouldn't want sure, to do it.
0: show you around down here, not up there. Exactly.
1: Show us around once you've got it back, and I can go, ah, oh, that's good. Yeah. Lovely. Smells like space. Tastes like space. Hello, we're a stage hypnotist and psychological mind reader turned email marketing geeks who love giving course creators, coaches, and membership site owners everything that you need to use psychology-driven email marketing to be the email marketing hero of your business. That means you get to make more sales more predictably in less time. And we have a brand new episode every email marketing Wednesday.
0: (laughs) It's just Wednesday, mate. It's just Wednesday
1: love it if you haven't already if you're brand new to the show make sure you hit the subscribe button because we have a brand new show every single week with these kind of tips take you behind the scenes in our business in our friends businesses showing you what's working to grow your business make more sales it's awesome so hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode and if you fancy it take a screenshot take a photo of you right now listening to this episode and tag us on the old instagram machine at rob and kennedy so rob We've got Megan in the wings, yes, ready and raring to go, but one of these three things is true about her. Full disclaimer, two of these things are not true about Megan, right? Here we go. Uh -uh. Did she move house because she thought the bedroom closet was haunted? Did she, at her own event, introduce herself using the wrong name? Or is her nickname for her partner the same name as her ex-partner?
0: Oh, this one's good. I think that... Um, oh, they could all be true. I think they could all... They're all true. No, uh, I think... <laughs> I opt out of the question. Uh, I think... I have no idea. I'm just going to have to take a random guess, and I keep I keep going back and forth with my logic. I think that well, it sure is... Sure you're working
1: out. What you think? Why are you discounting what?
0: Uh, so, obviously, we don't, we don't really use the word closet in the UK, so you would have put that in in order to make it not uk so that that would kind of throw me off if you'd made that up maybe uh, yeah. to make me think that, that that's the one uh own event introduced ourselves using the wrong name maybe if you were introducing somebody else and then that doesn't seem to make any sense nickname for the partners the the way you worded that to that question makes me think it's not that i'm gonna go So with, it's
1: none of them then is what you're saying i'm
0: gonna go with the first one i'm gonna go with a haunted closet
2: Megan, which one's true? Oh, well, it's questionable whether I even believe in ghosts, but I actually did introduce myself with the wrong Amazing. name at my How'd own that event. Happened? I was so nervous and way more, like three times more than the amount of people I anticipated showed up live. So I had a thousand people on me. I was anticipating probably like two to 300 to show up. And I, I was nervous and I just, it was the and first was. thing out of my mouth. And I, I and was what like, name that's, was
0: what it? <laughs> that's what I want to know. <laughs> William Meganson. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I actually called myself Megan Williams, which is like the name that people often think I am, but it's not like, you know, it's close, Megan Williamson. What's interesting is one, my husband and I always have long jokes about like, whether I believe in ghosts or not. And our kid is fascinated by ghosts. And also my ex, who's from Northern Ireland, isn't the same name but if people think it's really strange we were together like 10 years and um yeah my my husband feels like he knows him because he really is one of my best friends uh we still talk he text messaged me this morning to ask me how the kids were so it's inter- that's actually like the two the two non-true a little ones bit have of truth you oh, well, know that's why I couldn't to my life. which
0: one it is
1: it's because i'm a bloody mind reader isn't it <laughs> that's what it is yeah,
2: you're this good. is good this is good anyway so, pinterest <laughs>
1: Let's, let's talk about Pinterest because we're all often looking for how do we bring more people into our world so that the email marketing we're doing is more mm. effective. So, I mean, Pinterest, I'm going to be honest, I knew next to nothing, next to nothing uh, before our conversations, before seeing your work on the subject. Because to me, <laughs> I was like, that's a thing that, like, middle-aged women do over there. Then I realised... <laughs> I'm middle-aged yeah. and, uh, and and that was a realisation to begin with. But then but I realised that it has such a, an, an amazing impact. So in case anybody's not totally au fait, it's a kind of word, isn't it, with uh, Pinterest mm-hmm. and where it fits into a business, can you just give it some context for us?
2: Yeah. So it's, you know, your reaction or your experience is very, very normal. Even my own husband, he never used Pinterest until after we had our first child and we're sitting on the sofa beside me. And he's like, sweetie like there's so much good information here and i'm like yeah i know it's not a full time job so pinterest is a visual search engine and it's one of the reasons why i probably fell in love with it as a blogger so over 10 years ago i was a home decor blogger living in belfast northern ireland bored to tears didn't have a uh, you know couldn't get a regular job so i started blogging and i fell in love with pinterest because it felt like a online um like scrapbook. So they like to say that it's a visual search engine in the sense a place for you to curate uh, inspiration, education, ideas store your ideas mm. virtually. So as a business owner, it's often a platform that a lot of people struggle to like. figure out. I did air quotes there uh, for people listening. And um, I think it's because often people just aren't sure. It's not the shoe and it's not Instagram. It's not Facebook. Um, and the reason why it's so powerful is actually what I said earlier. It's because it's a search engine. So um, at different times in my life, I've sort of you know been busier, come and gone, gone on holiday, And so I'm not always super present when it comes to things that require day-to-day maintenance like Instagram or Facebook communities. So my best friend as a blogger and as a business owner in the early days was Pinterest. Um, So Pinterest is this place where you can curate videos, images, links to projects that you want to do, your next business move, or if you're researching, you know, a puppy you're getting. So people are heading there with the intention to, Plan a purchase or plan an action. High buyer intent,
1: then. High buyer intent because people are solving problems.
2: Yeah. And that's where, like, people on Instagram, you know, even as a personal user, I go there to see what my friends are up to. I go to see, you know, the new puppy someone adopted or a baby shower that someone went to. Whereas when I go to Pinterest, I'm going to plan, you know, we just moved house. So we're planning what we're going to do with landscaping in the backyard, the color scheme we're using in my son's bedroom. And because of that, I'm looking for visual inspiration, but also those how to tutorials. Um, And I know a lot of people are thinking, yeah, but. I'm a business owner, I sell a membership, how does that link to like, you know, home decor? Trust me there, you know, we'll get into it later, but it's not just for home decor recipes, which are a lot the shoe in, those are the big five, right? But there is a place people are heading there in droves to plan that next business move, to learn how to scale their business. And it is sort of the elephant in the room. It's an untapped platform for so many business owners for helping you grow your audience.
0: So this is both B2B and B2C effectively?
2: Yeah, huh. both. That's interesting. Okay, so let's
1: take a look at, so where it really fits in is the audience element. It's not a conversion tool, so that's great. So the first question I always think of when I'm looking at a potential new thing to add into my business is how does it fit in? Like. Oh, Megan, I'm already doing a podcast and I'm doing my email marketing and I'm trying to be as gorgeous as I need to be on Instagram. Like, <laughs> how how where the yeah. hell am I supposed to find the time, the yeah. content? Where does Pinterest fit into that in terms of what I'm trying to do with audience?
2: Sure. But but are you singing and dancing I'm on Facebook? I'm not TikTok. pointing at stupid words question, and right? lip syncing and, ink and <laughs> stupid
1: films from the eighties. No. No, I'm not.
2: <laughs> okay. So it's, it's like your exhaustion is palatable. I've been hearing this for years, and I think that's really why, like, you know, the work that I do, it before it used to be thought of as something, you know, you need to have a blog to, to use Pinterest or really leverage it to grow your business. And I've been working with brands and people who don't even blog, podcasters, all sorts of... So I've really seen everyone in the different ways that they can use Pinterest. And like, you're right. It's about growing audiences. And I think that when we think about, uh, you know, especially if you consider yourself a small business owner, often you're a solopreneur, or maybe you have a VA or two or people who are helping you. And the idea of layering in something, I have to say, that's how I felt about TikTok. That's how I feel about YouTube. I have very good intentions, but oh my God, when am I going to make the time? Especially I have a dog. I have a cat. I have two kids. Anyways, life is busy. So the beautiful thing about Pinterest is I talk a lot in my own world about how you can leverage Pinterest without necessarily creating, you know, a whole new marketing plan. I I really encourage people to layer it into what they're already doing. I use the term, um, and this is directly from Pinterest. Um, I, I have the privilege of working with them. And a wonderful employee, Alex, said to me, we want you to repurpose your content, but with purpose on Pinterest and I love that. And so if you take anything away from listening to this episode today I want that to be the message is that Pinterest is a wonderful place for you to take if you are podcasting, if you are engaging in, you know, using Instagram as an arm of your marketing or your email marketing, it's all about taking those juicy bits, looking at what could o- offer something to an audience on Pinterest, whether it be sharing a tutorial. You know, we're all nosy people, right? Storytelling words, works everywhere. So whether it's images, whether it's a um, video, you know, video marketing is one of the best ways to engage and bring brand awareness to your business. So it's about repurposing with purpose for the platform and just tweaking it, right? Take that extra minute to think, you know, we made the joke about TikTok and pointing at bubbles that doesn't generally do well on Pinterest, but taking that information, seven tips to help you, um, grow your audience with Pinterest, you know, tie it in with you my own business, or how to start your podcast or seven th- hooks you need to use on your next, uh, you know, your email marketing this, this upcoming, you know, fall, whatever you want to insert there. Um, I think that what's really wonderful is people it's growing, especially uh, we've seen uh, exponential growth over the last few years, is that more and more people are heading there also because it tends to be quite different than the other social media platforms. Um, It's not as noisy. It's a much more inclusive, diverse place. Um, And Pinterest is really intentional about that growth. And that's one of the reasons why I think so many, especially creators and small business owners who feel frustrated with their growth on other platforms, they're heading there.
0: It's interesting. You've talked about a couple of different media there. So images and videos and that kind of thing. And then repurposing with the purpose for Pinterest rather than just taking any old content, dumping it on Pinterest and hoping for the best. It needs to be sort of Pinterest Mm -hmm. friendly. So, what are the best types of content you mentioned images and videos yeah. what do we need to do with those to make them really pinterest friendly
2: great great question so i think yeah you you summed it up really beautifully is that i see a lot of especially a lot of burnt out business owners you know they come to me and they're like well i threw some of my instagram posts up on pinterest and i i linked to a few products i sell you know i linked to my 500 course uh no one bought it Pinterest doesn't work. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. No one knows who you are. Like you're. It's like you might as well go shout out on the street. Who wants to buy? You know, it's not going to happen. Um, and actually, I just want to mention something, um, uh, Kennedy. You were saying like it's not really that place for that instant conversion. And I think a lot of people feel frustrated by that. It's sort of like, but I posted an image to my my course or my membership or a toolkit I sell, mm-hmm. and no one bought it doesn't work well no we all know there's a customer journey and the customer journey on pinterest tends to be uh their planners so they're taking three to six months to decide what they're going to do so you have to think about that when you're uploading your assets to pinterest so you can link to with i'm going to use some sort of in in Pinterest world or Pinterest marketing jargon terms, there's different formats, just the same way that Instagram would have feed posts, reels, stories. Uh, We used to have IGTV. I think it's been relabeled just videos, whatever it's called now. Pinterest has different formats. So there's a standard pin that is an image that you can add a destination link to. Okay. So you can link to a landing page on your website. You can link out to third parties. So oftentimes a great Examples: I get featured on a podcast. I will create pins that link to your podcast episode because that's part of my world, right? I'm going to promote you. Um, you can link to products. You can link to product. Uh, collections. Um, You can also do that with video pins. Now, video pin format eventually will be removed from Pinterest. We don't know when, but they're going to be pushing to some people to a concept or a format called idea pins. So idea pins are Pinterest's answer to um, the move towards engaging video. So it generally is a multi-page format where it's educational you can use a mixture of uh, much like reels or TikToks. You can use a mixture of images and videos, and really teach somebody uh, something in short clips. Give them high value, um, and so that's where these different formats come in. Of and why it's so beautiful is that you can link to. So just with you know some platforms, we're not encouraged to include links. But on Pinterest, with standard pins and video pins, you actually put a destination link for where people can listen to the whole podcast episode, read the whole blog post, go to the sales page. Um, and so that's what's so wonderful about Pinterest is you add those pins and it's a search engine. So it indexes them. And then they go off and they'll bring you traffic and audience growing for months from and very years little to come. What I do
1: understand is it's, like you said, it's months and years to come. It's not like that Instagram story where you've put it up now and tomorrow it is history, it is gone, it doesn't exist anymore. Pinterest can reward you later. So in terms of how much content you need to be putting up on Pinterest, because you hear everything from one to two pins a day, which sounds mm-hmm. a lot. And then you've got other people going 15 a day. And I go, excellent. And I'm going to just sit over here and have some time to breathe and sleep. So how many pieces of content yeah. a day? And then maybe if you tell us it has to be 15, I would love to go into a strategy for actually how the hell does anybody create that much content about anything? So what's the number and how do we do it?
2: Okay, so uh, like a good marketer, I'm going to put on my you know guru hat and say that there is yeah. no perfect number. The thing is the algorithm is, is so intelligent that it figures out what is consistent for you for your unique account so if you're you don't want to do 15 today and um, one
1: tomorrow and one the next day
2: no that is some like very out dated Pinterest. And if if somebody tells you to do that, they, they are listening to like Pinterest of old Pinterest, like six, seven, eight years ago. So the way that Pinterest works is it does like any platform. It grows exponentially when you show up consistently and you add high value content. So if for you as a business owner, that's, two pieces of content a week that are super high value optimized for the platform awesome you know mondays and fridays maybe it means that you're going to add one pin a day seven days a week maybe it's seven pins a day seven days a week but whatever you do i want you to be consistent and optimize that content for the platform all you have to do right google's free Go into google pinterest image sizing um super easy and look up the best practices for sizing it is a little bit different um, than other platforms and so there's no magic number. I have to say that like what I, what I encourage people to do is to recognize what you can actually put into your ecosystem. So what are you creating for other platforms? you know, we talked about repurposing. Look at those video assets. Look at, if are you, are you podcasting? Are you blogging? Um, do you have content that you could repurpose? Maybe you just, yeah, you just emailed your list and it was a super wonderful high value email. Well, you know what? If there was three things you taught your audience or shared with your audience, take those three things, turn them into a nice idea pin with four stories um, and upload that. But there's no perfect number anymore. Um, but what I would say is the more you show up, and add existing content that you already had or new content the more Pinterest and just before will we get you. into
1: like how how we move people onto our list which I'm, I'm thinking list building is what we're going to be talking about here rather than going straight for the sale for the most mm-hmm. part but we'll get into that in a second when you said it, it should be a high value thing now if Pinterest mm-hmm. is a is a system it's a machine it's it's got algorithms so, what is it using what is it looking at to determine if something's high value and I'll just give a comparison <laughs> to that so I can get some context because I know for example on Facebook and our Facebook group if some if lots of people comment that's like one of the things it really loves sharing stuff commenting maybe some reactions is quite mm. good Instagram has its own de- things that it decides on to prove value. How is Pinterest, what is it looking for that we should be aiming for that proves it's valuable?
2: So the thing that proves it's valuable, and, you know, we are uh, – I come i come at this from doing right. this for nine years, right? Um, for part-time, for a little while, full-time, um, for the last, you know, five years, six years – no, six and a half years. Saves. Saves are – incredibly important. And a lot of people don't realize that this is the metric that um, really suggests whether your content is resonating with your audience and if it's valuable enough for them to save to their own account. So that's a little bit of a secret um, that not everyone has tapped into. So some people get overly impressed by impressions or, you know, um, how many people commented and it's true. So on idea pins, people can leave a reaction um, and, you know, a smiley face, a wow, you know, these kind of cutie things. And it's true that those are important, but what's more important is that people are saving your content. So if you think about that, What type of content do you create that would be highly save worthy that they would think I want to refer to this later, actually, you know, much like Instagram posts. So I find when I put out infographics that help, you know, seven ideas for your next idea pin or six ways to grab your audience or, you know, it's something that is going that they're going to want to refer back to. Remember, they're saving it to their own account to think, Ah, I want to take action on this later when I'm ready to do that. Thing so, a save is that metric that's going to tell the Pinterest technology that your content is highly valuable and that it's going to be referred to, and then the algorithm grabs that information and distributes it. Is just in terms of
1: technical stupidity, sorry for everybody listening here who's like Kennedy, and I'll, I'll be able to hear everyone's eyes rolling at the back of their heads. I'm sorry, is a save and like when they can is it re pin? Um, is that when people like repin your mm-hmm. thing to them, is that the same thing? Or are they two different functions?
2: Yes. Repins, repins and saves okay. are the same thing. So re a repin is a, as jargon terminology that Pinterest came up with. Save is probably a more generic term that we would, you know, us, <laughs> us commoners would use, you know, you, you, you asked about sort of the Pinterest technology and how it determines. So I, you know, I shared a little bit about the importance of saves, but the, the, Pinterest technology has become so advanced that it uses and sends signals off for people who are nerds and like to, you know, tech nerds and like to understand this. They they send signals to understand the quality of your website. So what are you sending traffic to? It visually scans your image and wants to understand who should I show this to? Who is it relevant to? And then it also looks at the copy associated with that pin. So don't sleep on optimizing your pin title, your pin description, because it wants to understand. And also like not to overcomplicate it, but we have boards on our Pinterest account. So when you save a pin, to a board called how to start a podcast or how to start email marketing. And it's all about getting started with your email marketing. It's going to tell Pinterest, Hey, I should show this to people who are interested in email marketing or email newsletters. Right.
1: So uh, that, that makes sense. Loads of sense. I love that.
0: I'd love to dig into the next bit of this then, which is how we start to nudge people across once you've got their attention because they have found a piece of content on your Pinterest and maybe they've started to uh, study it a little bit more closely and dig through your content. How do we start to move those people across to our email list in a way that um, doesn't annoy like the algorithm and stuff, but it also doesn't annoy the user?
2: yeah i love that question because i think this is where a lot of people are making mistakes and i get it right it's like how do i adjust my content to make sense for the platform so the first thing i'm going to tell you is that you have to think about um that you're giving enough information that you're closing the loop on pinterest so don't say like i'm going to teach you a hundred ways to you know to sell your product and then the the pin actually just teaches one you know like you can teach you can say three tips and then in your copy, you say, and if you want to learn 70, you know, 70 more head to my blog post or listen to this podcast episode. So I think one thing that got people catches people out is that they're, they're not closing the loop. They're not giving enough information to actually stop somebody in their tracks. So once you ha- do have their attention, what I would say is you want to think about, and I really, you know, I really think that a lot of people aren't using Pinterest to grow their email list. And for me, as somebody who's been doing this a long time, I know that that Pinterest will grow your audience and get the eyes and bring you the brand awareness, but you need to convert that audience. And Pinterest often, unless you're selling something that's a low price, you you know, you you have to stay on their radar in a a much more intimate way. So email to me is a no brainer. And the ways that you want to give them, you know, we taught, I'm sure everyone's heard this before, but having something you can offer them high value um, that gives them a reason to want to go get the thing. Um, I also talk a lot about using really strong call to actions and call to values. If you're not telling people and to get the rest of the tips or to get the free guide or to watch the videos, if you're not telling them, how are they to know that they need to take that next step? So making it a no brainer, giving them value, giving them a taste for what they're going to get, showing them having a great mock-up of what you are offering to them, whether it's a freebie or maybe you're even selling, right? Maybe you have a tripwire or, um, or something like a low price, a tiny offer, $7 thing. So make sure you're showing it, use a strong call to action um, and giving them a reason. Now I'm going to tell you that the next place where a lot of people fumble is their landing page. So we have been conditioned in a lot of um, uh channels or platforms that the landing page that you're asking people to give your their name and email you know that's a very private thing it's often a very short sweet opt-in that facebook and instagram have conditioned us to make i will tell you the reality is is that most people coming from instagram or facebook give over their emails a lot more willingly especially if it's your on your organic channels will give their email because they already know who you are. And so they already, there's there's um, authority and familiarity there. Now, Pinterest users, they literally have never heard of you. It is your job to actually create a landing page that will convert your audience. And I always suggest to business owners to really consider creating at least a medium length landing page. What are they gonna, and I know it's free, right? It's a lead magnet, but what are they gonna get? What are they gonna learn? Who are you and why are you the person to teach them that thing and then give them those multiple opportunities above the fold, middle and below, you know, down to the bottom for people who want to read that full page. And you're going to have a hot, much higher conversion rate onto your email list using, you know, using a landing page that actually has some meat on it.
0: That's really interesting. Specifically from Pinterest traffic, we want to be using the landing page to give them more info before they make that decision. That's cool.
1: Almost got to sell a bit more, overcome objections, reassure people a little bit more. Love that. So in terms of our pin frequency, maybe this has has a percentage or something like that, the best way you can express it, how often should we just be doing stuff which is value on platform that does not link off to a lead magnet versus... Stuff that links to something that's not a lead magnet versus stuff that does not link at all. For me, I think that's like three things. No link, link to pure value, link to gated content, i.e. a lead magnet. How do we split that up? Mm -hmm.
2: Well... Yeah, so it really depends on how many uh how many vehicles for content marketing you have. So some people come to me and they might only use a podcast to promote their business. Well, you know, if you only put out one podcast once a month, you're not going to have as many vehicles. So what I would do is do that content audit, figure out how many vehicles you have. The thing is is that a holistic Pinterest marketing plan doesn't want to do one thing at the loss of another. So you you create idea pins to grow your audience and create business visibility and offer a lot of free value your standard pins are going to be for driving traffic adding your new blog posts adding your podcast um, episodes adding individual anything that you can link out to and what I would say is like as much as you can handle right so a really holistic Pinterest marketing plan is going to be adding standard pins every day You know, maybe if one or two a day could be to old stuff, could be to some new stuff. I would encourage you to use as much new as possible. And then if it's in your ecosystem to do you know, three idea pins a week. Great. I would really look at if you're doing Instagram reels or TikToks, they are perfect for video repurposing on your mobile phone. You can chop them up, add some extra text, optimize for the platform. That's what I'm doing. So I create TikToks, I chop them up, I remove watermarks and I use them as reels and I use them as, um, as Pinterest idea pins. And so I'm, you know, one piece of content, but I adjust a little bit for each platform. And for me, it's like a no brainer, right? I do it while my daughter's napping. I put her to bed, grab that video I made, remove that watermark. Um, And so when you talk about adding things that don't have links, I would say really you can, you know, that would just be great content for an idea pin. Um, because idea pins don't have destination links, although you can put a pin link in the uh, pin description. So I would just look at repurposing, you know, taking that content and creating idea pins. But really, really think about how to be strategic and share things that link out, so that people who actually want to learn more, or take that next step, or read the full blog post, or sign up for your freebie, or get that seven dollar toolkit that's going to help, that save them time, that they can right, actually right. find. So the let's thing. say you're
1: posting once once a Day, just to keep it dead simple for the numbers in my little brain, I'm going to post mm-hmm. once a day, seven days a week. How many days in how many pins in that week? So how many days in that week would you say link to a lead magnet? The same one lead magnet, obviously from a different angle, with a fresh pin or something. <gasps>
2: Yeah, well, I would. So Pinterest would favor new landing pages over existing. So if you're going to create video or images that lead to a pre-existing destination URL, I would say um, think about what the user experience is coming to your account. So if you're taking an interesting angle and offering something new, um, you know, and it looks different than once or twice a week, Now, people who are at an advantage if they're adding 10 pins a day, because if you did one pin a day to your lead magnet, a new image, but you're adding 10 a day, you you have to think about when I'm coming to your account, how often would you repost the same Instagram post in your feed?
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah.
2: Right? So think about what that visual representation looks like. Now you can do some things, change up the look, change up the copy, um, offer a new angle. That's going to help. But just remember, so if I'm a newbie, I come to your account, I want to learn about email marketing, but I see every three pins is the picture of you guys smiling with the same tagline. I'm going to think, come on, guys, like you don't got anything new. Um, So it's thinking about that too, that user experience. And Pinterest talks a lot about that now, because that was something people used to do. Just take that same pin and you know again 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 and and it was really yeah. icky at the time and it's yeah, even here really now
1: cool. that's really really awesome wow okay so we've got this awesome platform this visual search engine putting out consistent pins moving people to that that next stage of the relationship not necessarily wanting to make sales right there and then but actually it's a great way to build your email list just by being consistent and doing those pins. Uh, it's definitely, it's, it's, it's really, really mind expanding mm-hmm. Great, love it. Let's get into this week's subject line of the week, subject line of the week. week. Of of the week. week. What have you got?
2: <laughs> so I shared actually an email that I sent recently and it's my two secrets that I've learned working with Pinterest.
1: Okay, so why does that, why do you think that worked so well?
2: It works well because it does a few things. One, it positions my authority that I actually work as a private contractor with Pinterest, which is Mm. an extreme privilege, but it lets my audience, my email list know that I have that much more authority. If Pinterest trusts me to teach Pinterest marketing, you should trust me as well. Two, everyone Mm. loves a secret, right? Like who doesn't love a secret? So I think a lot of people subscribe to my email list because they know that I share best practices. These aren't best practices that just worked for one business owner or one random blogger. These are things that I've been taught by Pinterest. I've tested with hundreds of accounts. Um, And I think that when I can share that these are secrets, I have a direct line. I'm very, very lucky. I have direct lines at Pinterest. So if something happens, I can turn to them and say, Hey, what about this? What about that change? What about this? I'm noticing this trend. And i can have it confirmed or denied or you know information supplied to me so i love giving my email list a little sneak peek of some of those secrets that i learned from pinterest
1: i love it that's this week's
0: subject Subject line of the week week. subject line line of the the week week. this is awesome i mean it's clearly a conversation we could sit and pack unpack all day long so tell us uh, megan for people who want to find out more about you and everything you're doing where do we go and how do we find you
2: Yeah, so you can just head to my website, meganwilliamson.com. I have all the things on there. You'll find my lead magnet, my freebie. Actually, I teach people how to with my lead magnet, optimize your images and your video for Pinterest. So if you want to continue that conversation, that's a great place. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok. I'm Megan Williamson. Um, and I love showing up in both places when my life is not chaotic.
1: <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Megan, thank you so much for being on the show. Megan Williamson, everyone. Or as she likes to refer herself, Megan Williams. <laughs> <laughs> that's it for this week. If you haven't already, hit subscribe on your podcast player. And we'll be back next week. Thanks, Megan.